You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., 312-255-8408. I'm Father Greg Sakowitz, the rector of Holy Name Cathedral here in Chicago, and co-host Mark Teresi, executive director yep. of the cathedral. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Good. We had a great new parishioner event last night at Holy Name. Wasn't that wonderful to see all those wonderful new And a faces? lot of young people. Yeah. A lot of young people for our newcomers gathering. It was our first gathering for the newcomers since January of 2020, We've been open and had different events. That was our first newcomer gathering. It was wonderful. Uh, before I forget, you can also get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. But you also, we have to mention, Mark, the horrific oh. Texas massacre shooting. <coughs> it has got to stop. It has got to stop. Something has to change. I don't want to hear congressmen and other people saying, we'll pray in my deepest sympathy. There has to be act- action steps. I'm not sure what they are. But it's got to change. I heard the comment, in fact, it came from Cardinal Supich, there are more guns on the street than people in the U.S., which I, is, I mean, you just shake your head. And, and here's the thing, children, was it first, second, third, fourth graders, dead, some critically still injured. Uh, they'll never be the same, those that survive, in terms of just the um, experience, a horrific memory. And it, it, it's almost beyond words. Right, and people have to, I'm sure, personalize it. Our grandkids are in that age bracket, and I can't fathom the idea of that of that kind of tragic loss. Not only the children that died, the children that survived are going to be changed Scarred. for the rest of their lives. And some who are, are living but critical, they'll have... They'll never be the same physically, mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And those that were able to run out of the classroom, their lives have been changed. And also, the, we grieve, we pray for the families who are grieving the loss of a loved one. So, again... And the teacher. And, the, yeah. and it, 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 One or two teachers that died. I think, oh, I thought it was two. I thought two. And she, but they were, they were martyrs. They're yes. contemporary martyrs. They say one teacher who died was holding children in her arms. So just you want, you want yeah. to cry. So again, our number, 312-255-8408. A great program lined up today. We are very blessed to have the opportunity to get to know one of the men who were ordained to the priesthood in a ceremony celebrated by Cardinal Blaise Stupich this past Saturday at Holy Name Cathedral for the ordination of priesthood. Father Joseph Brahm will now serve as a priest at St. John Cantius Parish here in Chicago. He joins us this morning to talk to us about this, his formation journey and his hopes for the future as a newly ordained priest. Father Joseph Brahm, congratulations and welcome to the program this morning. How are you feeling, Father Joseph? Have you come off the cloud yet? 
No, not really. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, it's such a whirlwind. Um, you know, starting on on Saturday, we had breakfast with the cardinal, with my with my parents, and then the ordination, and then a party, and then Sunday, my first mass and confessions and everything it was um, just uh, overwhelming. Um, I try to rest, and then I'm just my head is spinning and thinking of you know, everything that's brought me to this point and what, what, uh, what God has been able to, to do in my life. It's really, um, humbling is the biggest word that comes to mind. And it's just, uh, unbelievable at this point. Yeah, I think it, uh, it is, you know, again, I'm just, of course I was there on Saturday for the ordination of the cathedral. The uh, place was almost packed, which was wonderful to see your classmate in terms of the other priests ordained him. His name, I'm father, Michael, Father Colin Mitchell. Father Colin Mitchell. Father Colin Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Now, so a lot of listeners know, uh, Father Joseph Brahm ordained Saturday for the community of St. John Cantius. Father Colin Mitchell ordained as a diocesan priest or as Diocese of Chicago. Before we get into the difference between the diocesan and your religious community, I have to ask this question, Joseph. Uh, you were born and raised where? Um, first in, in Lombard and then... In middle school, we moved to Lyle, so I've been in the, the suburbs of Chicago my whole life. Okay, and you went to high school where? To, at Bennett Academy in Lyle. Class. We lived right down the block, basically. What class were you from Bennett? Uh, 2005, I graduated from Bennett. Wow. Mark and I, we have sweaters older than you. Mm. And it, uh, <laughs> it's young. The thing is now, I always ask this of a newly ordained priest, tell us your story. You, you were raised in the Diocese of Joliet, grammar school, high school. But tell us your story. When did you first start thinking about priesthood? It wasn't um, until college, really. Uh, we, I grew up Catholic. My family went to Mass almost every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was par- a part of my life, but it wasn't until I lived at the Newman Center at the University of Illinois down in Champaign that um, I saw others living the faith as if it were the most important thing in their life. And it struck me. Um, and so it was really the example of my fellow students at the University of Illinois and the priests at the Newman Center there that really um, showed me that the faith is more than something just for Sundays. And so um, it was kind of in the air there, vocations, you know, maybe... Um, that might be something to consider. And one of the, one of the priests there saw me, you know, in the chapel pretty regularly. And he asked me whether I had thought about, uh, becoming a priest and it struck me like, wow, that might be something. Um, and so they had what they called a seminary sprint, which is, um, every semester they get a car full of guys to go to one of the seminaries that, um, you know, that's in the Diocese of Peoria, so that Peoria sends to. So I went on a couple of those, and I thought, you know, this is nice, but I, I don't think it's particularly for me. Um, and so I continued. I graduated um, in 2009 with a Bachelor's of Science in Material Science and Engineering, and then went at, I went off to Penn State for graduate school to pursue a doctorate in the same thing, Material Science. And going to Mass, you know, every day at that point, uh, I knew the faith was something very 
important that should imbue and inform every part of my life. Um, but it wasn't until mm, about a year um, after being at graduate school that I was at daily mass. Um, and there's at this parish, it was a big parish, so they had three priests and then the retired pastor who would just usually just kind of celebrate mass because they had a hard time getting around, would skip a word here or there, you know, just kind of um, slowing down. And But he was saying this mass by himself, which was out of the ordinary. And he said that um, the other three priests are away at a priest's funeral. Uh, this man died suddenly, um, only in his 50s. And so he was speaking about this in his homily and at one point said, you know, the priests of this diocese are are slowly becoming a group of old men who are unable to fulfill the needs of the faithful. And so anyone who's even technically eligible to consider a call to the priesthood, I strongly encourage you to consider where, whether God could be calling you to this. And so again, this was a daily mass, uh, middle of the morning, and so I looked around, and it was a good crowd, maybe 60 or 70 people, like I said, a big parish, but 60, 70 people, and I looked around, and there were three people who were eligible, who could even consider it, who weren't already retired or weren't there, um, a young family there with their children. And so I looked around at me and the two other, you know, young men who were eligible, and I thought, oh, you know, maybe, maybe it's me. <laughs> maybe, wow. maybe I'm the one that's supposed to be considering this. Um, and so that's when I said, okay, this is something that I need to consider very seriously because God um, needs men to serve at his priests. And I'm a faithful Catholic. I'm trying to do my best every day. And if I believe that God uh, calls men to the priesthood, then it very well may be me. And if I believe that this is you know, a higher calling in a certain sense, then I need to give God the opportunity to work through me if this is what he wants from me. And so once that decision was made, I knew I had to um, discern it more seriously, had to visit, had to um, you know, make it a priority rather than just something in the background. And that was kind of the, how did you the end starting up at, point. How did yeah. you end up at Mundelein? How did I end up at Mundelein? Yeah. Um, so I had heard about the canons regular of St. John Cantius. Um, when I was in college, um, there was a group of people who said, oh, on All Souls Day, we have to drive up to Chicago. Uh, there's this church that has Mozart's Requiem Mass, mm -hmm. uh, actually during Mass. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. I've, I've heard of Mozart. That sounds like a big deal. Mm -hmm. So I went up there um, and was just kind of blown away by 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 um, the beauty of the church and just the devotion of the people there and the mission of the canons regular uh, restoring the sacred showing people that um, our life is meant for more than just this current world we are um, supposed to be in a relationship with god who is you know, transcendent um, something above our day-to-day -day lives and so um, i joined I just I visited the canons once I made the decision that I needed to to turn this very seriously, and I, I loved 
I loved what I saw there, and I loved the the group of of men um, who were striving to serve God in in community. Um, and so once I made the decision decision to join, there was kind of a a couple years of what's called the novitiate, which is kind of a boot camp for religious. Um, and then after that point, uh, the canons as um, as priests of the Archdiocese of Chicago are all also formed at, at Mundelein Seminary. And so that's how I ended up at Mundelein. <laughs> now, Father Joseph, what was your family's reaction when, I mean, it wasn't, did you give them any indicators that your life was heading in this direction, or was it a surprise for them? What, what was their reaction? Um, I think they, they saw me growing in the faith during college and during graduate school. And so I wouldn't say that it was a surprise. Um, they were they were delightfully surprised, if anything. Um, my parents both come from, from good, uh, strong Catholic families, and so um, they were very, very uh, excited and very humbled that um, their son might be called in this direction. Father Joseph, how many siblings in your family? I have two uh, younger brothers, so I'm the, the oldest of three. What was their reactions? Um, they're they're happy. They're not. Um, uh, they are a little farther away from the church, mm-hmm. um, but they understand that what I'm doing is something that's um, that that's you know a good good calling, and so they don't quite have the same understanding that maybe my parents do, but they. They know that it's something... But they're very supportive, though, of you. Yeah, good. Well, we're going to take a little break. WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. Or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We'll be back in a few minutes and continue our conversation with newly ordained Father Joseph Brown. Please stay tuned. is establishing a forum for dialogue and debate about complex issues in our world involving social values, faith, social justice, and the mission of charity. We are convening professionals who influence corporate, philanthropic, and government decision-making to foster greater awareness about the needs of our region and the power of faith in serving. Join us for the first gathering of the St. Martin de Porres Society on Wednesday, June 22nd at the Newberry Library, 60 West Walton Street in Chicago. St. Martin de Porres was a Peruvian lay brother of the Dominican order who is noted for his work on behalf of the poor. At this inaugural event, Bishop Robert Lombardo and Sally Blount, Catholic Charities President and Chief Executive Officer, will lead a discussion on poverty and the Catholic response. For more information on attending this special event, call 312-948-6797 
or email us at partners at catholiccharities.net. say, how can you spend your day with three-year-olds? Seeing the changes that they go through and just the journey and how they grow, this is a very rewarding job. Even though at the end of the day, we're not the highest paid people on earth. And when I have a parent contact me and say, my child loves school, that to me, I'm setting that foundation for their love of learning. Because really you are changing lives, you are molding lives. Shape the next generation of leaders, teach, Apply today at artchicago.org slash schooljobs. Imagine spending a week on the tranquil grounds of the University of St. Mary of the Lake where you can pray, reflect, and learn from the rich treasures of the Bible. An invitation for all to experience the annual Summer Scripture Conference, June 19th to 24th, might just be for you. Notable scripture scholars from across the United States will present this year's program focusing on interpreting scripture in the church. The five presenters will share on a variety of topics, including interpreting scripture and the Vatican II documents, different Christian denominations and how they differ in perspectives on scripture, the Bible and politics in America today, what scripture says about children, how to use scripture in prayer, and interpreting scripture for the life and mission of the church. For registration and conference package information, visit our website, at www.usml.edu slash summer scripture or call 847-837-4575. This year's conference will be both in person and virtual. back, WNDZ 750M, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408, or you go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Hold on for a second, Mark. Uh, Michael, was that your voice for the commercial? Nice. Excellent. Nice job. Great voice, great voiceover. So I thought that was our own Michael May. Mm. Wow. Great voiceover. Sorry about that, Mark. No. He I'm could, really not sorry. He could. I know you're not. And he could. <laughs> he could sit here and put a nicer voice into this. Now mic Brian, there. hockey hitman Brock has also done voiceovers, so they make a good. Mm-hmm. They're a very gifted gentlemen. So should we continue with the show? Sure, go ahead. <laughs> nice, uh, nice shirt you're wearing today. Thank you. Did you very lose much. a bet or something? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Our guest, Father Joseph Brahm, newly ordained. Uh, my question would be. Uh, you know, you're newly ordained. This is an exciting time. Um, as you look to your ordination, what are some of your hopes or dreams for your priestly ministry? I mean, I just hope to bring the love of God to his people. Um, you know, my, my ministry will be mostly the kind of bread and butter of priestly life, saying mass, preaching, hearing confessions, um, anointing of the sick, visiting people. Um, and so that's, um, I've experienced God's love through, 
his priests so much in my life. Um, the sacrament of confession is so powerful. It's such a, a healing moment, uh, an opportunity to receive God's love and God's forgiveness. Um, and then the Mass, as Vatican II says, is the source and summit of, of the Christian life. Um, every, every Sunday and every day, we join our, our sacrifice and our prayers to Christ's sacrifice and offer that uh, to the Father. Um, and there's really um, nothing greater we can be doing in, in, in life than, than that, than worshiping God. And so to be um, kind of facilitating, to be leading that worship is going to be, it's already a very humbling experience. Um, and uh, doing that in my in my community with such a good uh, group of, of men who are seeking to serve God is is has been beautiful, and doing that as a priest will be, I'm sure, even even more beautiful. So I'm looking forward to all of that very much. Beautiful. Now, Father Joseph, a question that is, uh, I remember when I was ordained back in '79 at Mundelein Seminary, I will always remember my first blessing from my mother, like if I did it yesterday or last week. What was going through your mind as you gave your first blessing as a priest to your mother and father? Did you do it together or was it individual? It was together. And, it, and it's funny um, that you mentioned that because, you know, after the ordination, we process to the back of church and then we loop around to the front again and we're waiting for everyone to get up there for pictures. Um, and then a, a sister came by to Father Colm and I, um, as we were standing or waiting and, and asked for our blessing and both of us looked at each other and said, ah, after our mother and father, <laughs> Oh, yeah, um, exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, and so we, it was, it was so beautiful. I did, um, both my parents at, at once, uh, together. Um, and it was, uh, a, a powerful moment and such a beautiful moment. Um, and then the next day after my first mass, there's a tradition of the, the manaturgium, which is the cloth. So after the priest's hands are anointed uh, with oil by the by the bishop who ordains him, you know, these will be the hands that 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 uh, bless people, that bring people the Eucharist. Uh, and then we uh, wipe the hands, wipe the oil off on a cloth. And the, tra the tradition is to uh, give that cloth to to your mother, um, and then she is to be to be buried with it. Oh, and then wow. when she, when when she gets to heaven, she presents it to Saint Peter at the gates and says, "You know, I've given you, I've given you a priest." Um, and so, that's a beautiful tradition. And then I think it's more recent to give a priest's father the the stole uh, with which when he's wearing uh, when he hears his first confession. So after my first mass, I did that. I gave the manaturgium, the cloth, to my mother. And I gave that soul to my father, um, and that was a very, very beautiful and very powerful. And that'll be buried with your dad. Yes, exactly. The other now, for our listeners, I'm very much aware, Father Joseph, of being a priest there. I've in Chicago now for 43 years, serving in different parishes, a college seminary. You come from a religious community that connects to St. John Cantius um, here in Chicago, and you live as a community in religious life. So maybe let our listeners know that, like, a typical day for you, you already mentioned about visiting the sick, um, mass, confessions, but you live in community 
where diaconess and priests live in a rectory. It can be many of them unfortunately live alone, one of the priests. But in your community, St. John Cantius, how many priests do you live with and how many also young men who are aspiring to continue the journey at St. John Cantius? You must have about what, about twenty, about fifteen total in your in your uh, rectory there, your community. Yeah, I think that's a that's about right. I would have to double check the exact numbers. Um, so we have uh, two houses, if you will, even at St. John Cantius, um, the the rectory where the priests and the, the seminarians live, and then next door to that is kind of our more of our formation house where the novices. Um, and and the novice director and a few others live, and so they're probably about 15 there. Um, and so it's really um, it's really important for us that that community life. And so the main focus of that is um, prayer together. And so every every priest, every deacon, every um, religious is bound uh, to pray the the liturgy of the hours, the divine office, on behalf of the church. And many dioceses and priests, you know, will do that um, by themselves. Um, but we, as a community, we're committed to praying that together. So every morning, starting at 6:30, we have prayers together, morning prayer, followed by our mass that we all sing together for, and then later in the day, midday prayer, evening prayer, night prayer that we all sing together, um, and the the church encourages the singing of this office, kind of. Um, the, the the prayer of the church, praising God throughout the day. Um, and so we do that together. Um, common meals is very important. Um, we, we eat together. We enjoy fellowship together. We um, exercise together sometime, a few times uh, during the week. There'll be an afternoon where we play Frisbee together or, or soccer or some other game um, as much as possible, if, unless you're you know very busy in something else. And so um, our, our rule says that we're not supposed to do even our work as individuals, each doing their own task, but we're working together for a common goal. And so this isn't my project or, or his project, but it's all our project, um, building up the church in our, our parish, but also you know the universal church. Now, Father Joseph, you are located, I know, is it on Chicago Avenue there? I can, I can visualize it. I can see it. Is very close to the cathedral. Mm-hmm. Where, let's give give us like the intersection where you're at. Yeah, it's on Carpenter Street, which is just a little kind of side street north south, and so it's right off of Chicago, uh, Ogden, and Milwaukee. It's right near a very messy six way intersection. Oh yeah. That I heard now, be would you believe I was I was actually born a half a mile from there? I was born on Milwaukee and Division, eleven twenty two North Milwaukee Avenue. It was the old Polish neighborhood back in 1953. Were you born at home? No, I was actually born in St. Mary's yeah, Hospital. Mary Nazareth. Exactly. I was and born the, there, too. And division there. All seven of us were Really? I was born at St. Uh, Mary's. But, I mean, I lived there from birth until about the age two, two and a half. It was off Park Ridge. But I know that area by too. passing through, but I was gone by the time I was two. So, uh, Mark, you had a question for our yeah, newly ordained uh, priest. This is kind of a... Um, well, it's a little bit different. So you were studying, gonna, or you were at Penn State studying material science, and then you ended up, so you had a pretty long academic chain of uh, years of study, and then all of a sudden you go to Mundelein 
and you study some more four more years what well, compare the two to me what was it what was it like the Penn State academic world and the Mundelein what what were the rigors at Mundelein did you Penn find State it, had a better football team yeah. <laughs> did you find it as challenging as Father Greg did <laughs> <laughs> thank you for sharing that Mark it's it's a different kind of challenging um, I have a an engineer's mind and so I like everything very clear-cut and these are the numbers and here's the the trend and the graph and everything and it all, all kind of just fits and makes sense very very easily and it all fits in a box more or less um, and so Mundelein talk you know learning about philosophy and, and theology uh, it's not as you know, there are clear you know, rules in the church and clear teachings but they're all so much deeper um, and so when you get down to the nitty-gritty there's so many details that um, that are speculation so uh, so much of it isn't just black and white but it's um, just a whole spectrum of of understanding of, of you know God's beauty uh, God's goodness God's truth cannot be kind of limited um, it can't be put into a box it can't be it's a mystery and so we can't fully understand it and mm -hmm. so there's a frustration in that for a mind like like mine who likes everything very kind of clear-cut um, but it's also uh, very humbling and to know that there's always more to learn there's always more to understand God is always revealing himself to us um, in so many ways in in nature in our fellow uh, brothers and sisters in Christ all those in the world um, and so it's humbling to know that my learning is never over we're always trying to understand what God wants for us more fully and what he wants for for those will be helping more fully and so I know that I need to continue to commit to, to prayer to understand God more fully and what he wants in my life and also continue study because there's just so much. Right. What a it's great a insight. What yeah, a great insight. Great note to end the program on a thing in a very special way. Newly ordained, Father Joseph Brahm, part of the St. John Cantus community. Father Joseph, you're outstanding young priest. Wish yes. we had more like you. Yes. Our prayers are with you. And uh, God bless you. And um, maybe I'll see you around the cathedral one of these days when you're walking the neighborhood. And so uh, thank you again, and uh, God bless. And you're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. You can also get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz, Mark Teresi, stay with us. We'll be back right after these messages. And again, do not touch that dial. 